Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm alive again and um, doing well, really excited about what God is doing. Uh, truly, he's an awesome God and he's worthy to be praised. Uh, just having some technical difficulties over here, but you know what? God is still on the throne and we go get through this and we're going to be able to post it and, and share it. And uh, the experience is going to be great. So, uh, you know, we get off at uh, uh, a bumpy start sometimes, but, you know, it ain't how we start it's how we finish, you know, and and I'm so glad that God, you know, don't give us give up on us when we make mistakes, when we when we fall and fail um, and, and falter, you know, God, God is such a loving and caring God. And and so I'm excited just to be on his side, to know that he's head over and heels in love with me and he's head over and heels in love with you as well. Um, it's This is a time and um, to, to for change. We have to change. If we want something different, we got to do something different. And so we are getting started with, with Let's Get Growing Man. It's going to be um, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. We, we've tried a couple of times to get this thing going, but um, had some difficulties. But we're back, and I believe I got it uh, whipped. And so uh, we're going to go ahead and, and play the video, and then we'll come back and have some words. So. Let's give God the praise. Let's give him the glory. Let's give him all the honor in Jesus name. And let's hear this. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Almost, almost there. Almost there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anyhow. Hallelujah, anyhow. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Let's get going here. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I'm I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. Y'all hold on, hold tight, hold tight. God is good. God is good, and He's good all the time. And so we thank him for just being the God of our salvation, the one that we can trust and 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 lean and depend on uh, to do exceptional things in our lives. And so uh, truly, it's, it's, it's an awesome thing. Uh, and we give him praise, glory and honor. Hallelujah. Let's see. Can we get that full screen there? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Praise God. I think this is it. Let's go, guys. We want to welcome you to 33. This series will speak directly into your life as a man 
and has the potential to grow you and redefine every dimension of your masculinity. It's part of authentic manhood, a bold movement that leads men to live the life of truth, passion, and purpose that we were created to live. This series takes you back to God's original design for men and catapults you forward into the life that God created for you and equips you to fight for and excel in the areas that matter most. Well, I'm John Bryson. I'm here with my good friends and co-presenters, Brian Carter and Tears Green, and we're excited to be a part of this process with you guys. Yeah, well, I like what you said. It takes us back, you know, to look at how God designed us, and it's going to catapult us forward. Absolutely. That's pretty awesome. And is, is there anything this world needs more than a bold movement of men to step up and be men in all these areas that matter most? Without a doubt. I mean, when you look across our own lives, and we look across men and friends, we can see that there's a deficit there. There's a shortage there. And there's a great need for men to rise up and be the men they've been called to be. In my own life, through my own journey, through this material, it's made me a better man. It gave me clarity on what I needed to deal with. It helped me to work and process through my own father womb and mother womb. It, it gave me what I needed to stand on a firm ground to really be God's man. Yeah, no doubt. For me, it clarified manhood. I didn't have that clarity. I mean, it was just confusion for me. You know, I was just kind of guessing what it means to be a man, guessing wrong, making a lot of mistakes. Uh, the thing you just said about a bold movement, this, what we're doing has got to transcend the room. It can't just be contained here, you know, and isn't it great to be part of that kind of movement? No, no doubt. I mean, I'm excited about how this material has been kind of reconfigured and added to and shaped and morphed into an experience, I think, that's really going to radically transform men's lives. I just think it's going to be a very powerful uh, experience for the guys to go through this. Every man needs needs the right information. He needs training, you know? And, and that's what, what I'm excited about about this particular curriculum is that this will give a man the training he needs to unleash the potential that's in him, but it has to be processed. It has to be guided. It has to be directed. Yeah. And so it, it's going to be a great journey together. No yeah, doubt. yeah. this is so much information. We can't do this, you know, solo. We're, you know, I mean, we're going to do this as a team. You know, I'm excited to hear from John and excited to hear from you. And, and uh, all the other, you know, the, the, the interviews we're going to do, but uh, this is a team effort. And, uh, you know, everybody who's doing this with us needs to realize that the best way to do this is with a team. You know, they need to find some, some teammates uh, to be able to process it, someone who can hold them accountable. Yeah, some guys are going to do this in a group, small group, medium group, big group. And regardless of how they kind of come across this information, it is crucial. And, and they're to really get the best experience. Men are going to need to recruit some teammates. And that's not something most men normally do is really kind of invite another guy into their life to discuss things of substance. But uh, I think we're all in agreement that men to really process this with some other men and will really take this material to its highest heights and what it can do in a guy's life. I mean, life is a team sport. I mean, if you look at each of us, we each have different backgrounds, have our own stories, yeah. different seasons, yeah. but it's that kind of life, yeah. shared life experience yeah. that helps a man to really wrestle through and make it through the seasons and situations and successes that we all go through in all of our lives. Yeah, and then I'm, I'm pumped about the training guide. You know, there's just yeah. way more that we need to be able to deal with and expose guys to than we can ever cover in a session. And so the, the fact that that thing is chock full of great resources and interviews and articles and it sends you to other places to get great information on whatever topic we're dealing with. And then you got to think about all of the content and the training they're going to get. I mean, we'll start out kind of wrestling with the current realities, the state of manhood. Yeah. What are those yeah. current issues yeah. that every man's facing? Yeah. Pain and, and, and sometimes disappointment in life, the responsibilities. 
And then we'll move from there to kind of go back to Genesis and try to unpack what what is those original designs that God has already placed in our lives. And that is so powerful because there's just... Where else can you go to find out what it means to be a man? You know what I'm saying? And to go to God's original design and get that mandate of create and cultivate. And then we build a manhood definition. Uh, And our definition is not just we're just not going to pull that out of the air. We're going to look at our model Uh and the the 33 years that Jesus lived on this earth. You know, he is our model. We're going to grab our definition from his life. And we also talk about the, the faces, that, that multifaceted nature, nature of masculinity. Yeah, man, the, the, the total face. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Warrior face, lover face, friend face. And what it means to kind of wield each of those like a sword, you know, is, uh, is, is a fun journey. And then wrap it all up with the seasons of a man's life. Yeah. Uh, that each man has specific seasons in yeah. his 20s and his 30s, yeah. 40s and beyond. Yeah. How does he... Uh, navigate through yeah, those well, life's seasons. not just life it's back to back to back to back to back seasons of life and yeah, how you transition yeah. between those seasons yeah, which is often the most difficult part yeah making yeah. it through the transitions yeah. in life man just looking at some of those current realities and issues in, in almost every man's life that's going to be helpful for all of us i hope so I, I hope that in this first session as we work through the state of manhood that men will walk away uh, being able to identify Okay, I'm not alone. You know, I'm not the only one that's dealing with pain. I'm not the only one that's dealing with responsibilities. I'm not the only one that didn't have a clear definition of what it means to be a man. So our hope is that as we go through this first season and keep going, that men will identify where we are, but also get the help they need to rise up and be the man they've always been designed and desired to be. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Sounds right. Can't wait to hear what you have to say. All right. Welcome, gentlemen. The first thing I want to say is congratulations. I'm so proud of you guys, your willingness to come journey with us toward biblical, authentic manhood. Today, we're beginning our journey. And over the next six sessions, we'll be catching a vision and talking about how to step into that vision to make authentic manhood a reality in your life. We'll also learn how we can lead and influence other men to do the same. Guys, our world desperately needs better men. Our families and our kids desperately need better men. Our neighborhoods, cities, workplaces, and churches are hungry for men who will step up, lead, and take initiative for the benefit of others. We need authentic men who will fight for what really matters most. Now, to get to where we're going, We need to have a clear understanding of where we are now. What is the state of manhood today? That's what determines the context or landscape of our journey. So the first thing we wanna do is talk to you about eight current manhood realities. Sadly, these realities are the masculine norms for most men around us today. Here's the first one. Many men lack clarity about what it means to be a man. As a result, men are in a state of confusion. Right below the surface, a lot of men lack real confidence about their masculinity. Unfortunately, they never had a clear pathway to help them transition from boyhood to manhood. Here's what we've learned. Without a designated process, without clarity, men will default to boyish behaviors to define themselves. After all, when do you become a man? 
Is it when you turn 18 or 21? Is it when you have your first beer? Is it when you have sex for the first time? Is it when you kill your first deer or when you join a gang? Manhood is reduced to all kinds of boyish behaviors. When we don't have other men calling us to a clear and compelling vision of manhood and leading us through an authentic masculine journey. Most of the time, we give it our best guess. And most of the time, we guess wrong. Can you identify with that? I know I can. Because a lot of men are just confused. Hey. What are you doing here? I'm sorry, I, I forgot a couple of things. But this is the last of it. When do you move into your apartment? Uh, we'll be ready for a few days. So I'll probably just I'll crash on Todd's couch in the meantime. Well, um, do you have everything that yeah. you need? Yeah, I got everything. Do you need anything? I don't think so. Well, then I guess this is it. I guess so. At least in the end, we could agree to disagree. Irreconcilable differences or whatever it's called. Yeah. This is what's best for the kids. No better this and that. Have them hear us argue all the time. Yeah, at least they won't have to go up around that. Well, look, let's just not do this right now, okay? Why don't you, um... Why don't you say goodbye to the boys? I'll go get them. No, wait, no, let's don't disturb them. I just don't need to make this harder than it already is. I'll swing by sometime this week and pick them up for ice cream or something. You think that's best? See you around. Yeah, see you around. Oh, Daddy. Um, no, baby. Daddy's not here. When's she coming back? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. the second reality for manhood. A lot of men are experiencing disappointment with life. After high school or college, they had all these expectations of life and the world being full of opportunity, but that's not what happened. For a lot of us, the responsibilities just piled up while the fun and adventure drained out. Life became heavy, more about responsibility than adventure more about duty than purpose or meaning. And now whatever life is, it's not fulfilling. And men are not sure how to deal with that disappointment. A third reality that has emerged can be summarized in one short word. That word is pain. A pain that's not resolved. Men don't tend to naturally talk about pain. We just stuff it and put a lid on it. Maybe it's pain from their childhood, Maybe it's pain of a failure or the loss of a dream or expectations that weren't met in a particular season of life. Maybe it's the pain of a divorce or a father who wasn't there 
regardless of the cause of the pain, all of us are wounded to some degree or another. And often, we don't understand it. We aren't sure how to talk about it. Guys, this is such an important issue. We have even devoted future sessions to deal specifically with pain. Fourth reality is that men today are lonely. We live in the most connected time in the history of the world. We can talk to anybody, anytime, anywhere. Modern technology allows continuous connection. With the increase in technology, there's been a decrease in intimacy. We keep others at a safe distance and play our cards close to the vest. We have a lot of acquaintances, but no soul level connections. And most men know everybody, but nobody knows them or knows what's going on under the hood of their lives. In spite of being so connected, in reality, typical male is often friendless, disconnected, and alone. A fifth reality of manhood today is that many men are drifting. They have no internal vision for life. They are simply reacting to life instead of purposely engaging in life. What pulls them through life is a sense of what they ought to be doing. Be a good boy, go to work, stay out of trouble. All those ought tos are all some of us have ever experienced. That's as high as it gets in our calling to manhood. There are men of all ages around us that are waiting for or hoping for some magical time in the future when a mystery switch will flip. And all of a sudden, they'll be responsible, productive, and in the relationships and jobs of their dreams. But for now, they're just drifting. Hi, Tom. Hey. I just about gave up on seeing you in here again. Yeah? I've been busy doing the family thing, you know, ball games, vacations, you know, the whole thing. Well, you look good, so you must be doing something right. Well, I squeeze in a workout when I can. <laughs> It's nice to have a real man back in here. I just get so tired of these overgrown boys. Yeah, I guess the price you pay for being so beautiful. When did you even notice? It's impossible not to notice. And you, what you been up to? Very thoughtful to ask. You now it's nice to have someone who's not after something to ask about. You know, we should go lunch. Uh, yeah. Sure. I'm headed to take a shower. Let's meet downstairs in 20 minutes and we can grab a quick bite. What do you say? Um, I, uh... Aren't you in a turn? Well, yeah. I've got a respected client for you, so we can consider this a working lunch. Okay. Sure. Okay. 20 okay. <laughs> 20 minutes. I'll see you then. Reality number six is that without a noble calling and a clear vision of manhood, men will turn to escapes to numb the pain, to keep themselves from having to face the reality of a lonely, drifting, and disappointing life. 
that's buried beneath the surface. But these escapes are killing our hearts and they are inflicting poison and collateral damage on everyone around us. We become workaholics. We run to excessive sports, excessive alcohol, excessive gambling. We run to adultery, internet pornography, anger. We run to escape reality. We run to numb the pain because we don't know where else to go, what else to do, how to talk about all that stuff. Reality number seven, confuse me and create major problems. It's been proven time and time again. There's nothing more dangerous than an insecure, ungrounded man who is adrift. Bars love them. Casinos expand because of them. Gangs recruit them. Prisons are full of them. Women and children suffer under them. Just watch the news or read the front pages. Almost every single social problem rests at the feet of men. Recent statistics reveal that 90% of murders are committed by men. 88% of robberies are committed by men. And 75% of all the people arrested are men. According to one source, gender is the single biggest predictor of criminal behavior. Men commit more crime and women commit less. This distinction holds throughout history for all societies, for all groups, and for nearly every crime category. The question you have to ask, what's wrong with us? We know the answer. Confused and isolated men with unresolved pain are destructive forces. Lonely and drifting men cause major problems. They inflict damage on themselves and cause damage to others. Finally, an eighth method reality is that without a vision and a definition of manhood to guide them, men will settle for less in life. We are wired by our creator to make a difference, to lead, to cultivate, to initiate, to add value. But that's a foreign concept to so many men. Some of us have checked out and are just going through the emotions. Others are aggressive and ambitious and taking initiative. But it's all in areas that don't matter. In the areas that do matter, we're flatlined and passive. For many of us, life is like an assembly line. We're doing what we should do. I get this job so I can make this money so I can pay these bills. I marry this woman because I'm supposed to have a wife and I have these kids because I'm supposed to be a dad. The typical manhood assembly line has neutralized a lot of men. God did not design you to simply work, watch TV, fake your enjoyment of a vacation, pay bills, retire, and then die. Do you know what that is? It's a less than life. Without a noble vision of manhood, men will settle for a less than life. So this is our reality. This is where our journey begins. Men are confused and disappointed, buried beneath a tough, sometimes even a successful exterior, some men are in pain. Others are lonely and drifting. They're creating major problems and settling for less in life. They are left 
without a compelling vision of manhood. You have to wonder, how in the world did we get here? How did we get in this manhood mess? History holds a lot of these answers. There are some key events and movements over the last 200 years or so that have contributed to our current state of confusion. Naturally, some of these events have impacted some of us more than others, and different cultures have experienced them differently. What are the historical roots of our crisis in manhood today? Let's take a look. Racism, the evils of slavery, the caste system of the Jim Crow laws, and sustained prejudice even today have placed additional pressures on African American and other minority cultures. These unfortunate realities have contributed to a chain of events that oftentimes removed minority men from their homes, left young minority boys without male role models, limited growth and leadership opportunities for minority men, and created many other unfortunate challenges that have helped contribute to the current manhood crisis. Another dynamic that contributed arose when we shifted from an agrarian culture to an industrial culture. For many families up until that point, a young son would live the majority of his life next to dad. There was a great chance that dad worked in the fields behind the house. His son would see and be around his dad in the best hours of his day throughout all four seasons of the year. He would observe firsthand dad's work ethic, his creativity, his problem solving, and his leadership. In the wake of the Industrial Revolution, the norm for dad changed. Instead of working out of his home with his son tagging along, he would get up early, commute to work, work an eight to 10 hour day, then come home later that evening. All he had left for his wife and kids were a few meager tidbits of himself. The leftovers. The Industrial Revolution helped set in motion the idea that raising kids was woman's work. A man's job was only to go to work and put a roof over his family's head and food on the table. Somehow men are supposed to be okay with this minimal, non-connected existence. As a result, mom was forced to fill in for dad, and many boys grew up without dad being around, and therefore no male role model. He was taught almost everything by mom or other women in his life. These women were courageous and vital. However, it takes a man to call a boy to manhood. Then there was the negative impact of the war years on a generation of men. Many of our grandfathers and great-grandfathers were part of the greatest generation. They exchanged their youth for war and the virtues they valued were sacrifice and duty. But many of those men who engaged in battle had trouble engaging emotionally with their families after those wars. Because of this lack of emotional engagement, many sons of war veterans felt their dads took their fathering lightly and were disconnected from them relationally. Unfortunately, it was true. The war had not only taken them away from their families, it had changed many of them. Upon their return, far too many knew only to focus on hard work or other escapes from their trauma. Many of them didn't connect emotionally with their families and that lack of engagement impacted their children and grandchildren. Feminism came to life in the second half of the 20th century. It originally sought equality, 
That's a great thing because men and women are equal, but the feminist quest later turned to sameness. Some segments of the feminist movement basically said that there are no differences between men and women. That left many men unsure how to act with a lack of clarity about their role as men. Some even raised the question of whether men have a role or uniqueness at all. Anyone brave enough to ask that question is often criticized. In a world of sameness, no one seems to know for sure what a man is, or if he is even necessary. Now we have a more recent phenomenon called extended adolescence. Too many of our young men are choosing not to grow up. Instead of transitioning to adulthood in their early 20s, many young men are delaying adulthood into their late 20s or even their early 30s. Instead of transitioning boys to men, our culture has created a third place between boy and man. Several books have even been written describing this phenomenon. One author calls these guys boys who shave, and another labels it guyland. This phenomenon has a number of our young men stuck in an extended adolescence. Guys who choose just to drift along in life and take no responsibility for themselves, much less anybody else. They are only focused on their own comfort and the next big thrill. They are flatlined on things that really do matter, like getting out of debt, seeking meaningful relationships, pursuing a job, providing for a family, and living with a mission, a cause that is bigger than themselves. These are boys who go to college or go into life and create their own guideline. They are no more socially mature or responsible at age 30 than they were in their teens. Somehow our culture gives them a free pass for an entire decade or more. These are the historical events and movements that have impacted manhood today. This is our history. This is our story. And all have helped contribute to a crisis in masculinity. Where will we go from here? How can we deal with and overcome these realities? What will your story be? Well, looks like we have our work cut out for us, man. <clears throat> How are we going to overcome the effects of racism, the physical separation from dad caused by the Industrial Revolution, the emotional separation from dad caused by the war years, the push for sameness by some segments of the feminist movement, and the recent phenomenon of extended adolescence? We're going to need a compelling vision of manhood. We're going to need men calling boys out of boyhood and into authentic manhood. Are you ready for that journey? If you're ready to go, then you need to show up. There are six sessions in this series, a man and his design. After today, we have five to go. You need to step up for all of them. Give us your full attention and be prepared to engage with the men who are on this journey with you. no one should attempt this journey alone. You need a team. You absolutely must come out of the shadows and connect with other men to discuss what you're learning. Let me give you a brief preview of what's ahead. The next two sessions, we'll examine a biblical vision for manhood. We'll look at the book of Genesis to see how God intended man to live and how 
man's passivity in the things that matter have gotten him off course. In the two sessions after that, we'll examine the four faces of manhood. And each one of us, there is a king, a warrior, a lover, and a friend. Each of these faces are important aspects of who we are as a man, and they need to be in balance. Finally, in the last session, we'll look at the life stages of a man. What should life look like in his 20s or 40s or 70s and beyond? We'll discover some helpful principles that can guide you through each stage of life and the unique battles you'll face along the way. Imagine with me for a moment what could be. Imagine a world where men lead in their marriages, where men lead in raising their children, where men lead in protecting those who are weak and oppressed. Imagine a world where men aren't passive, where men don't merely dominate hobbies, but dominate areas of eternal significance, where men take the initiative for the benefit of others. This is the future we're fighting for. It is the most important journey you could possibly be on. This is the promise of authentic manhood, to live the life of truth, passion, and purpose. You were created to live. Guys, I think we'd all agree we have a lot of work to do. We've got a lot to overcome. It's a sad truth, but as as you as we were talking through those issues that confused men really do create major problems. Yeah. You know, just in listening to you uh, talk about that, it reminded me that just in our church managing a lot of the needs, responding to the needs of, of people, we get a lot of requests for prayer from women. And yeah. that reflects what you just taught uh, about the collateral damage created by men in the homes. Here's one that says, uh, pray for strength for uh, me and my new baby boy. Pray for my husband. He left when he found out I was pregnant. Uh, here's one. Pray for guidance and strength for the ability to trust my husband again after his affair. Another one. Pray for my husband to step up and become the spiritual leader of our family. And then for my relationship with my husband, he provides very well for our family, but we just feel so disconnected mm. from him. And tragically, that's way too normative, right. you know, in the guys in my life. I'll just stick with that circle of, uh, and that's why we desperately need this movement. We desperately need these men laboring together uh, to reverse that, to change that. You know, men are desperate for clarity and desperate for some direction. And so I'm excited about this movement, hopefully catalyzing some of that. We've got a lot of work to do, yeah. but, but it's so worth it. You know, uh, as men, we give a lot of our energy to a lot of things, but often we, we misdirect that energy. And so as as sobering as it was to, to talk about those issues, the reality is that if we can get this movement started and if we can get a man to begin to take those steps toward authentic manhood, it changes everything. He, he is the key building block for everything else. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, we're just not going to tell you how bad it is. You know, we're, we're getting ready. Starting now, we're going to construct a clear definition and vision for manhood in the next few sessions. Yeah, I'm very excited about that because men need vision, they need clarity, they need definitions. And so to go back to God's original design in Genesis one and two and begin to build that, I'm very excited about these next few sessions. It'll be great. Praise God. Praise God. Um, yes, we're excited about what God is doing. We're excited about uh, the changes that's going to occur. So if you know some 
some men that need to get growing. Um, let them know that um, Monday through uh, Friday, we're going to be here 6 a.m. And we're going to get going, get growing and get changing our world one life at a time. Be blessed. This is just Antoine. I'll see you next time. Bye for now.